0: As an extra disclaimer for this episode, the show featured this week touches on heavy topics such as abuse, sexual assault, murder, and Sean and Remington going ass to ass.
1: Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And it is dark in here, and I'm scared. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Funny you should mention fear, Remington.
2: Oh, yeah, all right, all right, so... I, I will note, while we're recording this before Halloween, this episode's going up after. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm fine if if Spooky continues on. We, we've already, our past two weeks, they've been pretty spooky, right? For different reasons. Yeah, but both of them have been horror things, horror content. One, yeah. which was quite interesting and good. The other... An abomination upon man and God that everybody seems to adore, but me. You know, it's just how it goes.
1: I didn't realize your opinion on Rampa had changed so much, Remington.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so what, what, what sort of? We could be going horror, or we could also just be throwing me into the abyss this week. So you well,
1: know, Well, uh, it's not exactly horror. I want to say it, it kind of is horror but only in the sense that it's more of a statement on society being horror.
2: Oh, perfect. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, what what bad things are there possibly to say about society as it stands now? Truly, we live in a flawless utopia. It, oh, yeah. uh, assuming you ignore the society bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if, you put, if you put society to the side, it ain't half bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and let's just put, let's just put a big old, like, a little big old sensor bar over everything that we're looking at. I mean, that doesn't look that bad. Yeah. You know, a little dark at times, but you know, hey, you know, at least it's not there. <laughs> uh, but no, Rem, uh, today, I, I'll, a little uh, peek behind the curtain, parting the kimono, if you will. I had a bit of a rough time deciding what we were going to do for our Halloween episode last week.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh,
1: you know, it, in combination with the fact that October is our busiest season of the year, true, uh, and we are still recording this in October because you know we're doing our best. We're doing our best. We've taken liberties to try and get it out as soon as possible.
2: Anime uh, out of context. Doing our best. The result. Uh, it's it's there. It is mean,
1: there. It is there. There is evidence that there is a result. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I thought to myself that I really wanted to show you a particular film that I thought would be interesting to show on Halloween, but it just didn't quite, it wasn't spooky enough, I feel like.
2: Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah,
1: because, like, while it would technically work, and a lot of people do consider it to be, like, a suspense thriller, a light horror type of thing, uh, it, it doesn't really carry the same, like, dark, twisted horror spirit of, uh... Most uh, Halloween-style things. Like all right. another last week was very, very in line. I feel it had creepy dolls, lots of blood and violence,
2: curses, ghosts.
1: That's all very spooky and Halloweeny.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, so this week this... we're doing Forest Fairy Five. No. Part two. No, the great revisit.
1: Not. Oh god, the revisit that nobody fucking wants except for you.
2: <laughs> it, that that would be a horror for you.
1: Yeah, well, good thing I'm in charge of the show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, and with that in mind, I finally decided that another was going to be the best way to do for our, like, Halloween episode. But I still have this, this movie on my mind, and I mentioned it, and people will know it's coming, because I talked about it in uh, the lovely little episode I did with Dylan, because he actually had the opportunity to watch this movie. Oh, uh, perfect,
2: alright, so I'm, I'm getting the scraps. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm getting what Dylan didn't want
1: Oh Ram You're giving yourself too little credit Dylan is actually thinking Of your best interest believe it or not <laughs> Alright alright Because I Briefly described both movies I was going To show uh, Dylan Giving him a choice
2: because he's never had a choice Before and I figured you know Not even just like to- in reference to the podcast Like it, it, it was the first choice he ever Made yeah. It's a very big decision. We're very proud of him.
1: Yeah, uh, and quite frankly, uh, he probably would have enjoyed the one we're talking about today much more. Oh, in that case, uh, get
2: fucked, Dylan. Let's do this shit.
1: <laughs> but I genuinely think he chose the other one to give you a chance to see this film. Oh, uh,
2: Dylan Dylan suffered so that I may still probably critique it and not really appreciate it as much. Oh, God, Remington, please don't do that with this one. <laughs> Hey, man, there's only one way to find out. So what, what exactly are we doing this week, Sean?
1: Well, Remington, we are watching a movie simply titled Perfect Blue. I, I I do
2: like me some blue.
1: Uh, Yeah, swimming pool blue to be specific, right? That
2: is my favorite shade of blue. I love me some swimming pool blue. That is the perfect blue. So there we so, go. Solved it. Yep, Next. Uh,
1: you, you figured it out, <laughs> Rem. We're watching the, the mis- free movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh it, it, it it's just the 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 whole, what the whole movie is is just now what is the perfect shade of blue and then just i i walk on swimming pool blue and like God damn it he's right And that's <laughs> it and then
1: a bunch of like personalityless uh shirtless swimmers uh, swim across the pool and it's perfect. completely
2: ruined for you perfect perfect truly a masterpiece of our time
1: yeah uh, but no rem it is nothing so simple as that uh the movie Perfect Blue is a uh, film by a director that we have briefly talked about before, uh, Satoshi Kon. or Satoshi Not at Kon. all familiar. Uh, you are, you are, though it's been a while since we talked about him, because the last time we talked about him was Christmas.
2: Okay, okay. Thinking about Christmas things, one of the more, thinking about Christmas things and thinking about Christmas movies in particular, I immediately think of Tokyo Godfathers.
1: That is correct. He is the director a uh, scriptwriter and a uh, character designer for Tokyo Godfathers.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: And he uh made this particular movie uh a little earlier. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers was 2003 if I am remembering off the top of my head. Uh yeah, 2003. And uh this movie Perfect Blue uh came out prior to that in 1998.
2: Okay, all right. Now, and my <laughs> opinions of old anime, they fall in two camps. Usually, and this this tends to happen with the movie, so I'm glad to hear it's a movie. The there's there's some that's like high quality, intricately created, lovingly crafted from the ground up. Um, that that tends to be mo- more of the movies in the category. Then there's the other category where it's they didn't know how to tell stories yet, <laughs> and and so just it's all trash. So those okay. are the two. I just like artistic, really human masterpieces, utter trash. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, so you're telling me that you think the fellow who made Tokyo Godfathers had a real stinker right before it. Uh, that, I,
2: I am, I am saying that might be a possibility. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he didn't know how to tell a story yet. We'll see.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how wrong or right you are in that regards. Uh, and... The other funny thing about this is the last uh, when we watched another last week, it was set in 1998, whereas this movie aired in 1998. so really kind of a weird coincidence there that I did not entirely plan for.
2: <laughs> all right, All uh, right, cool. So what, uh, what is it
1: about? Okay, so Remington, uh, tell me, what do you know about the idol industry in Japan?
2: Um that it is pretty, pretty, pretty corrupt and, 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 and lots of toxicity going on lots of manufactured like essentially just parasocial relationships monetized and crafted to a T, very artificial authenticity um all, all these different elements
1: yeah you are you are mostly correct rem especially around this time period uh these days there is a lot more uh welfare and positivity going into the uh the j-pop industry uh, but it still has got a long ways to go. Like, every, for every, like, good step in the right direction, you there's suddenly a new scandal about how a group or company has horribly mistreated its uh, performers. And it's, uh, it's a big oof, to say the least. Yeah. But th- this was very heavily the case uh, in the early 2000s and late 90s in particular. Sure, and, sure. And this movie is actually all about that industry.
2: Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yes.
1: Uh, very specifically about our uh, main character, uh, Kirigoe Mima. Uh, you can just call her Mima if it's easier for Yeah, me that's to way
2: easier. Mima it is.
1: And uh, she uh, is uh, was a member of the J-pop idol group simply known as uh, Cham or Sham. Uh, it's C-H-A-M with a uh, exclamation point at the end.
2: All right, cool, cool. Yeah.
1: And uh, they had spent uh, two years in this group uh, doing a really good thing, gathering a bunch of popularities, uh, lots of fans, and having a really good time, making a name for themselves. Uh, and then uh, uh, then Mima decides that she wants to graduate. Uh, which, uh, f- So you're aware, Remington, graduating in idle terms is essentially leaving a group. Uh, it's a kind of almost weird... Twisted way of describing uh just somebody leaving but
2: framing it in a more
1: quite wholesome it, it, positive yeah way.
2: It, it, it's a good old uh like passed on and said oh they fucking died
1: yes yes so it's it's a fairly common way of phrasing it and uh she wants to essentially graduate from this group uh, to pursue her acting career all right cool uh, cool sounds, and sounds it's fine and And as is the case with a lot of, you know, celebrities and famous people, whenever they want to do something new uh, because they believe in it and it's truly something they feel like uh, it's what they need to do, uh, you're going to get mixed results. Some people are like, why did they leave? And some people are like, oh, but, you know, good for her. Maybe this will be a good step for her type of thing. Uh, And that's kind of where our story begins uh, with her leaving this group and trying to uh, make a name for herself as an actress, as opposed to just being the, this uh, pop idol star as part of a group.
2: Okay. Uh, Seems pretty straightforward thus far. hmm However... Yeah? Uh, was waiting on that?
1: Yes. No, this isn't just a nice, wholesome... <laughs> I, I said it was spooky and suspenseful yeah, in yeah, the yeah. first place. There had, there so, like, if, if it was just, like, yeah, no, uh, an idol Well, I don't is, know,
2: Sean. Like, you're afraid of women, so, like, maybe... <laughs>
1: How dare you? How dare you? I love women. I think they're fantastic. I'm just worried that they could kick my ass at any given time. And are very tempted to at any other given time. Lord
2: knows I uh, am.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't do that to me, though, Rem, would you?
2: I don't know, man. Let's see how long the podcast goes. <laughs> maybe once we start hitting, like, 250 to 300, I'll uh, maybe, maybe then we'll see how, how I'm doing psychologically, you know?
1: We'll get in the middle of like one of those big like celebrity U- UHC <laughs> boxing matches.
2: Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh Mixed man, it would be great. Matches.
1: It would be the the saddest affair ever. My scrawny ass trying to fight your hairy ass. It would not go. It would be it would be a very sad spectacle.
2: Just just a skeleton versus a bear. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
1: You're the one who described yourself as that. Congrats. Uh, I would like to
2: emphasize just because, like, just... The, I'm not using it in the specific <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> Whatever you say, Papa Bear. You, you're you the one who put yourself in that situation.
2: <laughs> no. Oh, fuck.
1: Look, if you're the bear and I'm the twink in this relationship, I don't know how, how things are going to go, you know?
2: I. <laughs> oh, God. All right, all right. Moving on. Moving on as quickly as we humanly can.
1: Yeah, uh, she is met with, uh, quite a bit of, you know, bite back from the audience. And yeah. as she is, uh, continuing, uh, to do, uh, she gets a role in a new series and is doing the best she can to amplify her acting, uh, career. Problem is, is the industry, uh, this is also a statement on the, uh, entertainment industry as a whole, not just the idol industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah is uh, becoming more and more demanding and it's taking more and more of her time and energy and mental health away. And, uh, is slowly realizing as well that the rest of her group that she left seems to be doing way, uh, not only good, but way better than when she was with them. Uh, In fact, they're flourishing.
2: Always a nice little emotional struggle.
1: Yeah. And, uh, eventually it comes to the point where, uh our 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 main character is dealing with stresses and uh is not in a very good place and i think that's where i have to leave my description because any more will be uh quite spoilerific intriguing
2: all right, I, all
1: right it's essentially i, f-
2: I know it's going to get dark and twisted in like interesting ways but like there's so many possible directions that that can happen
1: exactly and that's the tricky thing with trying to introduce people with movies, because a movie is just a movie, you know? You, you go in for an hour and 20 minutes, and that's the whole story. Uh, which is, you know, it's a little hard for me to do a preamble, so I got to kind of pad where I can and not give you too much information.
2: All right, well, but essentially let's, let's, that's let's just, do
1: this shit. Yeah, yeah, no, Perfect Blue. Uh, it was originally a novel as well, just for frame of reference. Not a light novel,
2: what a full novel. What in the novel. fuck?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. What is this blasphemy? Right? This ain't how
2: it works around these parts.
1: (laughs) We don't do novels in the anime community. They have to be light. Otherwise, (laughs) it's too dense and heavy for the (laughs) weeds. But no, yeah, it's a full uh, novel that Satoshi Kon took and adapted into a film. And you and I are going to see what it has to offer us. Okay, Uh, By the way... By the way, the other title of this uh, film is uh, Perfect Blue Complete Metamorphosis.
2: All right. Okay. Okay. We're uh, getting a little bit of Kafka. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, and for those who violently cringed when I said the the word metamorphosis, it's not that metamorphosis. Oh, Calm same. down. Shame. N- no, Remington, let's just say that there's some things I haven't explained to you and I'm probably not going to because I care about you.
2: All oh, right. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the nice twisted. Is it? That... You know what? I don't want to know. I don't want
1: to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know, Rem. Trust me, you don't want to know. And if somebody offers you uh, a series of six numbers, tell them to fuck off and leave.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, and with that, let's go watch
2: some Perfect Blue. Yeah, I mean, I can call you daddy if, if, if you really want me to. I just think, you know.
1: Look, if you're the bear and I'm the twink in this relationship, I don't know how, <laughs> how things are going to go, you know? I am a gaping inferno. (laughs) I want to think about how warm and tight Remington is. That is not a good vibe for me to go into a podcast. My scrawny ass trying to fuck your hairy ass. It would be a very sad spectacle. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching the hit 1998 film Perfect Blue. And, Remington, I, I made a grievous error. Uh, yeah? I forgot to throw a content warning at the beginning. So hopefully, hopefully, our lovely editor, Dylan, who we love and appreciate very much, will throw a very specific content warning to anybody who's thinking about watching this movie because it has some pretty heavy-handed stuff. And... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have that on this episode. Uh, thanks for the heads up, Sean. Yeah, uh, yep. Well, you know, I I like to make sure people are protected, except for you apparently, and because I forgot I, I, to mention to you,
2: I brought the whole family around. Yeah. I thought yeah, Like yeah, I was yeah. babysitting, and I figured, ah, yeah, the kids can watch. It, it was just not, a great event. You it's know, it's a family movie. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. Yeah. So. Uh.
1: It's not a family movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's a very rated R film with uh, heavy talks on. Uh, sexual assault. So, uh careful y'all. Yeah. So, Rem, my question is is what did you think of the film? Yeah. Oh, no. That good, huh? <sighs> <laughs> well, this is a great fucking podcast episode. <laughs> I'm glad that we're going to have lots of nice, deep, in-depth thoughts about a very popular film, and we're going to have some nice, good goofs in the middle to make it entertaining, you know? No dead space in the uh, recording. It's going to be nice and energetic and happy, and just a wonderful listening experience for everybody. It's certainly not just going to be Remington struggling to figure out how the hell he's going to dissect this monstrosity of a film, but, you know, it, uh, it comes and goes.
2: I'm trying to figure out where to start. Right. <laughs> well, I can definitely and if 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 you've if you've seen the movie, yeah, you, you understand my struggle because normally I'm like, all right, well, here is the story. Right. Here's the story. Here's my thoughts th- throughout whatever's happening in the story. Right. That that's what usually happens. Right. I could get one third of the story. I could d- do that with another third of the story. It would start to get a little weird. And the final third of the story, I think it would be literally impossible for me to do that with. What? It's not... <laughs> Rem, it's not like this whole
1: film is all about, you know, perception and uh, the stress of perception and how right. it's a little confusing and fucky near the middle and end. And uh, it's so weirdly ambiguous in a lot of ways that... I Did any of it actually happen? Hard to say.
2: All right, so... I'm going to give the gist. The (laughs) gist. Which I feel like is already at the limits of my capabilities for Perfect to Blue. But goddamn, I will try.
1: I will say, Rem, you can see why I was having a hard time getting it out of my memory after I did the research for it, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So... The gist it's a story about uh, a girl Mima right mm-hmm. um and she's a pop idol turned actress and like she has some fans that are are sad about this and she has like a creepy stalker um she also has a, a motherly agent figure right mm-hmm. um who's not her mom but very much fills sort of that role hmm um who's who's trying to take care of her as she shifts to acting right right um there's there's some uh not great things happening to the people around her right um and the people involved with this transition um and it's it's apparent that there's some stalker who's who's responsible for all of these terrible things right um so as she gets into acting, she gets into more raunchy. Stuff right, um not not very. Say so. No, no. Do I, no. Do I yeah, learn? Am I learning? Hey, look at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is
1: the exact opposite of say so, which uh, is <laughs> where a lot of people's uh, where the uh, quote unquote antagonists of the film take issue with.
2: Yeah, and and so uh, things things get lewd and raunchy, and a part of it is like it it's partially. Her choice and her decision to go in this direction, but also still very much on the exploitation end because nothing in the entertainment industry isn't steeped in exploitation to some degree. Um,
1: Except your favorite anime podcast,
2: y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I mean, exploiting my mental health, but whatever. That's fine. You <laughs> know, <laughs> tomato,
1: tomato. I feel. I feel like your mental health and what goes on in this film are of a different scale.
2: <laughs> uh, I. I would. I would agree. Um, we keep seeing this. This strange weirdo, who we learn is behind the, the stalker blog and behind the incidents. Um, but then, as Mima gets cast on a particular show—a little weird psychological thriller crime drama—her um, reality begins to bend. Where she's strongly dissociating, um, really strong depersonalization, derealization, not sure what reality is, not sure who she is, um, contrasting with her now and her past is either the quote-unquote authentic self, and she has no idea what's going on, and we as the audience start to lose track of what's going on. Scenes will transition from reality to being part of a scene, or vice versa, or maybe just delusions sometimes. Um, and these just increase in severity through until eventually in the entire third act where who the fuck knows. (laughs) Um, and towards the end, the stalker after having killed a handful of them, but then there being some worries that Mima is the one killing some of them. Uh, the stalker tries to kill and, uh, and, and, and sexually assault Mima. But she fights him off and is taken home by her motherly agent, who then the motherly agent maybe thinks that they are actually the real Mima and try to kill Mima, maybe. (laughs)
1: Wow, Ren, that seems all very vague and uncertain. (laughs) It seems like almost you're confused by the ambiguity of this movie.
2: Now, uh, uh, I think a lot of people are going to ask, what the fuck was going on in this film? Mm. Right, and in I'm, which, sh- you know, it's a fair question. You have all the
1: <laughs> answers, right?
2: Like, since you're the anime expert
1: here, you know exactly what happened.
2: I would argue I have the single best answer. Oh, for as for what happened, and I'm, I'm hardly being hyperbolic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. I have, I have the answer locked in this box. Um, uh, w- w- would, would you like to know the answer for what the fuck? Is going on with Perfect Blue? Sure uh, thing, Rem. Hit me with what, it. What what's real, what isn't? Um the answer, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 like oh,
2: genuinely? Genuinely doesn't really matter. Uh okay. Because
1: you're going to have to elaborate a bit more on that,
2: Ram. <laughs> well, because it's not about what the underlying reality is. Rather, it is of the mishmashed perception of that reality that really matters. Uh, Both in the realm of the show and just in the realm of watching the show. Okay. So, uh, obviously, like, as you mentioned, perception is a wildly major theme. And there's some other themes. Like, I already mentioned... The dual exploitation of purity, but then also the exploitation of sexuality, right? So it's sort of a, uh, especially uh, for, for women, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation, especially if you're in the public eye. Um, and there's no, like, perfect answer. The danger of parasocial relationships. The idea that, uh, the idea of personas or profiles or avatars, these the The idea that there's a separation between your public persona on the one hand, uh, how how you present yourself either publicly or in in this case, like at large in a fame context, uh, but while then also the the private you, uh, and also just the self-image of yourself, all of these different layers of selfhood. Um, and while it would be very easy to say, well, the the outer layers, right? the more public layers, are the the least authentic selves i don't know if that's necessarily true um i i think all layers of selfhood are valid in their different ways and depending on the the moments and depending on the circumstances each of them are going to be well yes this is the more authentic me in these cases which is why when mima's struggling to figure out her authentic self I I don't think there's a a true answer. And if there is a true answer, it's the one we get towards the very end in in the fight versus uh, Rumi, the motherly agent character, where there's sort of an argument, a disagreement about who is Mima? Who's the real Mima? And uh, Mima just sort of rejects this and she says, I am who I am, right? Um, and, And if anything, that is like the only authentic self the only authentic self is is the generic self you who you are um without trying to figure out which layer that happens to be on because all the layers are equally valid anyway that's just a lot of nonsense on selfhood um wow
1: that was like right you know this is a comedy podcast right and you
2: you know one sec one sec give me a second i've given you several all right, no, never mind. I tried to find a, a, a bad joke about selfhood. But, you know, or personhood. But there's just not really... Uh, it's not many... exactly a deeply explored vein <laughs> of comedy. Or at least not for one-liners. <laughs> uh, no. <it's... laughs> yeah, unfortunately, when it comes to one-liners, there, there's no good, like, uh, yeah, y- y- you know how many external public personas does it take to change a light bulb? Like, that's not how it works. Um, (laughs) I would love to know the punchline
1: to that joke, though. That would be great.
2: Uh, Please, send in uh, possible punchlines to that joke, uh, because Lord knows I don't have one. (laughs) But it's definitely, it's a fascinating show in how it bends your brain, gets you into this mentality of of gaslighting yourself and being unsure of what's real, really getting you into the psychological space of Mima, which is one of my favorite things that shows can do, is throwing you into that psychological space, you as the viewer. Um, What this show also does multiple times is it has multiple twist reveals, right? Mm -hmm. It has multiple moments that are like, oh, fuck. This explains everything. Right? Right. Uh, how crazy. And then it's like, yeah, but that's not real, probably. Um, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 and, and so it's like you're trying to grasp onto anything, and you get a twist for real and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is the twist that brings it all into light. And it's like, yeah, but probably not though. And you're like, ah oh, shit. And it <laughs> does that repeatedly. Just to keep you off kilter. Every time you feel like you have a, a firm grasp, it immediately fucks you up a little bit more. Um, it's it, it's a wildly it's a wildly fascinating show. Uh, in, in a lot of those ways, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I can't help but notice, Rem. Like you're talking about all the things that make it interesting. But my question
2: is: Is did you actually
1: like the show or not?
2: Um. All right. I liked it i don't know if i could say i like i enjoyed it oh no sort of of the opinion if if you enjoyed perfect blue then i i have some concerns (laughs) if like if you're like ooh, if you're feeling like nice and refreshed and you're like ooh, how lovely at the end of it um ah hey man there's resources available out there is all (laughs) i'm saying uh
1: <laughs> no, 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 Ren, uh, Perfect Blue is one of those films that's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Do you think it succeeded in that front?
2: Oh, yeah. It, like, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Not only, like, there's the content that makes you feel uncomfortable, whether it's the gruesome murders, right, mm-hmm. or the, the sexual assault, which th- those should make you feel uncomfortable. But then, you also just feel uncomfortable in your own head, just due to, not the content, but... The execution. How the story is told. Constantly feeling unsure. Constantly in perpetual doubt. Right? Uh, Never knowing what to make of it. It's... It's a wild journey. Um... And I recognize... Like, if you've never seen Perfect Blue, by now you're like, these are some interesting ideas. But I don't understand the movie? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, um... I... Don't think this is a movie that you can get sort of a play-by-play with. No. Um. Even given the
1: synopsis it, in the first part was tricky for me, as I'm sure you could figure out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then towards the end, uh, like, it has an ending where Rumi is is has dissociative identity disorder and occasionally thinks that they are Mima, but Mima is actually just the real Mima and feels confident in herself. And it's like, it feels pretty clear cut as an ending,
1: but at the same but,
2: time, but yeah. <laughs> with this one, it's like, I mean, sure, it does seem that way. Uh, it, it, it It's all, it's all mental fuckery, Sean.
1: Yeah. So my question is, Rem, is do you think, do you think real Mima killed anybody?
2: I, I oh. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good it, question. It it's a question I wrote down and just didn't address. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go back to my coward's answer, but also being the answer I believe of I don't think it matters. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because I think the doubt is far more important than the reality for what the the movie is trying to accomplish. Right. Um. It, it ultimately it it doesn't change a whole lot in my personal opinion whether mima killed anyone or not okay uh, um th- that that question doesn't affect any of the important stuff about this movie to me beyond general trivia mm-hmm. uh far more important is the uncertainty and the fact that the question is being asked that such an important seeming question has to be asked
1: okay then here's a follow-up question, Rem. All right. Would you recommend people watch this movie?
2: Um, It's not one that I'd be like, hey, guys. Like, hey, brand new friends that I just <laughs> met. Hey. You know what we should all watch together? Like, that, it's not... <laughs> it's not one that you just, like, freely throw around like that. Um, If I knew them and I knew that they had these types of of interests, then I would feel confident doing so. Um, and you know, similar I, I have some other recommendations. If you just want to fuck your mind up a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh here's here's some movie recommendations or, or TV show recommendations for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Movies and TV shows hiking. you've
1: actually seen?
2: I know. Weird. But this is my kind of shit. So you know? I like the mind fuckery of it all. Um, another one is uh, The Lighthouse, uh, a, a bit of a somewhat newer movie. Really, good shit. really good shit. I still need to watch
1: it. I still need to watch it.
2: God, you should. It is so fantastic and very mindfucky. Good date um, night movie, you think? Uh, <laughs> depending on the relationship, um, you know, just sit down, get a couple beans, and, and have at it. Uh, oh, anyway, Jesus. so... So, the, yeah, Lighthouse, very worthwhile. Um, th- there's some similar mindfuckery in some of BoJack Horseman that, Sean, you haven't gotten to yet, but uh, there- there's a certain season that plays with it a bit more oh, than God, others. I don't
1: know if I'm emotionally prepared for that.
2: Yep, yep. Uh, but th- this type of mindfuckery, I just, I'm all in on. It's so interesting to me. Um, and and similarly, like, to, to to use an example of our real life, uh, it, it reminds me, th- this sort of psychological mindfuckery. You can tell it's my jam, because I, I one time created a sort of, like, tabletop RPG game that was all about the mindfuckery, and Sean, you were a part of it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I died uh, in it. You did. You did. Uh, it, it was a nice little horror game where it just emphasized mindfuckery, because it's one of my favorite themes, and I just love any media that can be like, hey, um, fuck you, and fuck your brain up a little bit, and you're like, uh, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, Okay. And not just confusion, like like something like Inception. It's a little bit mindfucky, a little bit, but it's more so like obscure and confusing in a lot of ways for most people. And it has people. one of
1: two endings, as opposed to a large series of possible endings.
2: Yeah, it, and it's like so weirdly Inception. I wouldn't put as a high-ranking mindfucky movie. Shatter Island, another example of a mindfucky movie. Yeah, so there there we go. There's some recommendations. So if you're telling you me that this isn't just the want kind to of just question movie, reality.
1: Yeah, you're telling me this isn't the kind of movie I should watch and then be like, you know, I need something to cheer me up. Let's watch Requiem for a Dream instead. <laughs> yeah, you know, pro- pro- <laughs> probably, not, probably not the kind of chaser you want following a perfect blue.
2: Ba- basically, we've just created um, a possible marathon for y'all. <laughs> so if you wanted to invite some friends over and be like, hey, do you want to be like fucked up for the next week? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to lose your sense of self through cinema have you considered dabbling in alcoholism <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'll be a great time it'll be a great time oh
1: fantastic oh yeah. uh, we're totally gonna do that and you won't hear from us for a few weeks and you'll know why uh <laughs> okay then Ram. my qu- i suppose that's about all we can say about this film because my goodness uh it's hard to talk about, but it needs to be talked about, uh, which is why I wanted to do this episode, even though it was it was potentially going to be our Halloween episode because of the fuckery of it all. But I went for something more traditionally spooky then, and I'm sure you can understand why I was so uncertain before. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, but question for you, Rem. If you had to guess, what do you think the MAL score is for Perfect Blue?
2: I feel it's one of those old classics, so I'm going to say like 8.2. 8.2. That's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, old classics. It's gonna get one people will really appreciate it, but then two, also like some nostalgia, where some people, some people will be like, "It's the single greatest masterpiece of all time."
1: Uh, reading through a lot of these uh, mal reviews, that definitely seems to be that case.
2: Uh... <laughs> yeah, which like I, I think it's, I think it's worthwhile. I, it, it's, it's very worthwhile. But like, chill. It's far from the best thing of all time.
1: Yeah. Also, it's definitely not the worst thing of all time. Somebody gave it a 1 out of 10, and I'm trying to figure out what's going through their brain. <laughs> uh, you know,
2: I can't even fault too much like wildly negative reviews about this. I'm like, I sort of get it. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, they gave it enjoyment a 1 out of 10, which is fair. You're not supposed to enjoy this movie. Uh, but no, Rem, the score, uh, the mouse score for Perfect Blue with only about uh, 264,000 users is a solid 8.51. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So it is a very, uh, like, well-regarded film. Uh, the people rating it is pretty low, which is fair considering when it came out and the subject matter. But the people who did watch it, by and large, seem to really think it's worth the time and worth the effort of going through to watch. Uh, with the big old asterisk of, hey, if you're sensitive to some things, maybe not. Maybe not. Because, my God, does this thing make you feel emotions and c- question whether or not you should be feeling those emotions. Heck yeah, dude. Ah, uh, don't we just love a nice little mindfuck in our comedy podcast? But I suppose my final question for you, Ram, is any chance you'd like to watch this movie again sometime?
2: Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Maybe? Not for a while. Not for a
1: while? <laughs> you need time to process everything you've seen and decide whether or not you want to do that to yourself again. Yeah. yeah. Completely fair. Well, with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Remington uh, trying to figure out the nature of the self and whether or not anything is real, even if this podcast is real, then you should head on over to wherever you rate your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or Spotify, and leave us a review. It means the world to us, and we uh, do read every single one. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext where myself and Remington do occasionally play video games and talk about said video games. And if you'd like to support us even more directly than that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus features, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud on the podcast. And Remington, who are we thanking this week?
2: Well, as always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls but moving on up we reach the yandere waifu tier who gaslight the shit out of us and make us question the reality around uh and on that list we have alex xanax yandere neko walk me home gently veiny jordan yuliana Sundere dragon Totally God. This isn't a bit, Sean. I really do want you to show me. Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. Sticky Jelly. Sorry, Mother. Slappity-bappity-cappity-lappity-nappity-rappity-zappity. Silent Secondary. Sean, part six is soon. Remington only needs to see another 42 hours of part three, three, four, five of Joe. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Sean, nomas minpacho en la dorma chambro. Charlea, Nanyam estis cercao Okay. And I mean it with authority. Um, I don't know if you d- should <laughs> d- Dylan, Dylan make sure I didn't say anything like racist uh, Sarah Birch, Sammy Pritchard Salty Pretzel, Remington Merrill Ready to be isekai PSA3, don't overcommit it's all fun and games at a gaming convention until neglected tasks ambush you and implode, and you implode from stress yeah that's fair, that's fair, good advice No waifu no laifu, Navi My favorite slice of life, Jose Manga is now an anime this fall Senpai ga Uzai Kuhai no Hanashi uh, Mr Waffle 64 Mike the Mutilator mayoi uh, hachikuji is best girl matthew drum says rem's a bitch mock job 92 Luke Oh, luke offenberger lucifer lonely geek 23 locked in daddy rem's basement don't send help leo Nottage. kazoo just a traveler joy wheeler hey Yugs, try straw of this beef master what what Jax. if the pirates of the caribbean breaks down the pirates don't eat the tourists ichigo sim 015 i remington chase still declare my love for seto kaiba in his big huge briefcase uh, I have Remington and Joey Moe Lolly Girls. Uh, mm. uh, I believe in tiger Isika Supremacy. I aha, you thought this was another Green Day repeat, but it was me, Dio. Uh, Hunter Davies. Hey, Rem, let me tongue punch your fart box. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> good job, says me, Sika. J- Don't worry about it, Sean. Just, just keep moving forward. Glenn Michael Dolan. Ghostly Bishi char- char- character, 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 oh my god. Ghostly Bishi character ASMR has ruined my life. Gate Duck. Fuck of Love, fox and boy. Fern the Dude Man. Farmer Weeb wants it in Joey Wheeler. Hey Oogs, do you prefer salt water or fresh water? Rocky Mountain oysters. What? I, I, okay. F- you know, fuck. I, I I I'm not a huge fan of oysters. Generally, they're fine. Nah, they're fine. Nah, I'm more of a clam uh, man myself. Oh, you dog. Oh, uh, Fallen Ghoul. Uh Dylan wants everyone to know: <laughs> Zombieland Saga Sakura Level Three Combo isn't broken in White Swords. Dylan Hayden. Uh, dramatic Tea Hunt April Fools is right around the corner. Dodeca, fuck Crippletron. Oh, God. That's a, oh, oh God. I don't know, man. Did I ever... Did I say that at some point? I know Dodeca fuck. Yeah. Uh, I- data type. Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morabito, Shine 900, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Broke Bitch, Rock Hard for Geodudes, Autumn, Aerial Bird, Anime Aunt, but in context. Anyhow, have at Sean, it meant I love you, Sean, the real Big Tony spreading love. Uh, spreading all the love. Andrew Rauke, Uh, And now we move across the pond to that... Wonderful school where our where our problems would be solved by guns, almost but not quite. We're we're almost to Togwarts. Elise Howard, uh, Alpha Weeb, AJ Honey, and Adam McLaughlin. There we go. And moving on. Now we move on to that that wizarding school, the there boy wizard tier. There are a lot of y'all. It's true. It's true. Um. So with the preparation of the many boy wizards, right? Because we watched Perfect Blue. Uh-huh. Everybody is gonna get a shade of blue that exists in the Wizarding World. <laughs> is it
1: just gonna be cerulean but magical?
2: <laughs> you know. Rem?
1: Perhaps.
2: <laughs> perhaps! Rem. <laughs> do they or do they not exist in the Wizarding World, Sean? Oh my Christ. Yeah. And this is the color of your... Y- these are the different shades of blue that your Patronus comes in.
1: Okay. Huh? Okay, uh? all right. At least there's like a third of a second of effort in there. I'll take
2: it. <laughs> all right, morning. you've reached the bottom of the barrel. God, so fucking true, dude. You are going to get uh Oxford blue, a nice respectable Oxford blue for your Patronus. Uh, Sean, I have to admit that I watch Boku no Pico in my free time and I love it. Oh dear God. You are going to get Aquamarine for your Patronus. Uh the Kisushitai, you are going to get uh you're gonna get Carolina blue. Um for your Patronus. Pocket Gamer 513, you're gonna get uh magic blue. You see? Wow, see? Magic. It all comes around. It all works out. That was Pocket Gamer, right? Yes. Uh PI Mare. You are going to get, uh, fluorescent blue. Uh, just fucking, yours really glows. Pilkster, the Symphogear Advocate, you get azure. Ooh. Uh, Mizrar, you get- The sexiest blue. <laughs> <laughs> you get air superiority blue. So, you know. Okay. Congrats. You, yours can fly. Uh, MT the Poet, you get just medium blue. Just a solid medium blue. Uh, Momo the Griff- you are going to get powder blue.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. That's nice.
2: Uh, Miguel Deleon, you're getting just nice turquoise. Real solid shit. Uh, Lord Flexenor. Is a blue? Are you damn right it's a blue. What the fuck are you talking about? Is turquoise a blue? I don't know. I just, for
1: whatever reason, my brain has always associated it with, like, a green. But I don't know.
2: It's, it has quite a bit of green in it, but it's it's blue through and through, baby. All right, all
1: right. Don't, no need to get upset. Just, uh... Just trying to, you know. It's one of
2: my favorite shades of blue, you son of a bitch. Uh, I thought. Trying to uh, question okay. its blue cred. <laughs> uh, right. Lord Flexenor, you are going to get Ultramarine. <laughs> uh, All for the Emperor, I suppose. A <laughs> uh, kickstart of the week three uh, Dragon Baggins. Do you want a cute dice bag that looks like a dragon? This time with a pride flag inspired color schemes.
1: That sounds pretty neat. Th-
2: the, the, those are pretty cute. Those are pretty cute. Those We're not really necessarily cute. endorsing them, but they, they are, are in fact, cute. Uh, you are going to get uh, slate blue, which is quite a bit purplish for your Patronus. Uh, Justin Kessinger, you're going to get um, liberty. <laughs> God bless America. Oh. Uh, I live in Ogden. Yes, that one. You, uh, you get IBM blue. You got you to gotta feel smart uh, with your blue. You know. Right. Uh, Hinata is a ball of sh- sunshine, you get Space Cadet, uh on the darker end of blue, you know. Gen 4 S rank, Badoof, of course, Thicklop Doof, Middlechild, Bits Bitzius, uh Bitzel, Vespadoof, Bitcario, Lord Brock Doof. Uh <laughs> Lord Brogdoof, you're getting Teal. Nice solid teal right there. Um uh, Beethoven, uh, oh, and also uh Lord Brock Doof, Badoof is your Patronus, so you get a teal Badoof as your Patronus. <laughs> Uh, Beethoven twelve oh one. You get uh, Tiffany blue. You gotta be nice and fancy.
0: Ooh.
2: Uh, and last but, least, Aaron, huh? last but not least, Aaron. Last but not least, Aaron Hegland. You are going to get cornflower. Fucking what? Cornflower blue, baby.
1: Hold on, I need to Google this. Hold on, this can't be a real blue.
2: It is a real blue. It is a real blue, and it, it it's Aaron's blue patronus. Cornflower
1: blue. Let's see. Y'all, that's just blue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a shade
2: of blue, bud. What well, it makes. Are cornflowers actually blue? Does cornflower? <laughs> yeah, corn, a cornflower, it, it is a blue flower.
1: Okay. I, hmm. I it's never
2: It's pictured... commonly known as the bachelor's button. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of something else that might be known as the bachelor's button. <laughs> oh, you dog. Uh, all right, now we move on to the highest of all tiers, the Sheffield El Musco tier getting into the White House. And here in the White House, uh, each one of our Sheffield El Musco tiers are going to get ways to protect themselves from gaslighting. Oh, mm,
1: okay. This actually sounds like it's uh, dipping into actually useful advice, which is not something we're qualified to give.
2: Yeah, you know, just being genuinely useful here. Um, you're only allowed to use your strategy if if you aren't given the strategy, you can't use it. Oh uh, my God! <laughs> yeah, suddenly, suddenly, much less helpful, much less uh, healthy. Uh, all right, uh, Silicon Specter. You know what would be useful uh, for you that that could? Um, one thing is uh, hold on to what you know is true. All right. The, the sort of the assertive self confidence, Silicon Specter. All right, you know what what's real. Don't let other people fuck you up. All right, some things you may be unsure of, but there's got to be some pillars of of your reality that that are are less less malleable, right? Okay. Uh, then we have Pope of the Church of Remington Chase. Uh, and you are are going to get. Uh stay connected. Listen, social networks really helpful when it comes to defending yourself from gaslighting, all right? You can't have one person be your source of correction and reality. You need a broad social network to to help uh keep yourself grounded and informed. Uh and last but not least, my dear old mum. Uh d- for my dear old mum, um you know build 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 your personal confidence. Uh, often gaslighting uh uh, affects uh insecurities and it helps and it it seeks to build those insecurities with uh with memory or with uh your sense of reality so you got to work on building that confidence up or in some cases if it's already building it back up you know there we go uh some good old gaslighting tips uh or <laughs> tips to tips protect to, against yeah, gaslighting no, very you, different we're not wildly kidding. different so different
1: ram so different <laughs>
2: I I don't I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. I said it, I I just said tips to defend against gaslighting. I hate listen here. fucko. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be gaslit oh on my own my show. God. Damn it! It's already happened too many times. Uh, if you would like to reach out with us for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod or send an email over on to animeoutofcontext at gmail Or
1: you can even head on over to animeoutofcontext.com. That's right, guys. We got our own URL now. Ba 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 ba. Hopefully, we'll actually do something with it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. For right now, it's a it's a link tree. But hey, link trees are nice and convenient. But with that in mind, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. We love you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister.
2: Da, 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 da.
0: Wow, I'm impressed you made it this far. Thanks. While I have your attention, I'm looking for some feedback on the little audio corruptions that I do of Sean and Rem. Whether to keep them at the end of the episode, move them to the middle, just cut them entirely, and anything I can do to change them up. But hey, let's just keep this between us, okay? So send me an email. Uh, send it on over to dylan at animeoutofcontext.com That is D-Y-L-A-N at animeoutofcontext.com with your feedback, and I will make sure... And I respond to it. And thanks for listening. Even while my cat's meowing ruins the audio. Thanks, Hermaeus.